0: to your trail camera and everything in between if you have a piece of hunting gear or a piece of hunting equipment that needs a battery interstate batteries has got you covered you can go to a local retail store or you can go visit online at interstatebatteries.com they have thousands of local retail shops all over the u.s so you can go there as well interstate batteries outrageously dependable
1: Hey guys, welcome to Land and Legacy Podcast. This is your host Adam Keith. We're co-owners of a consulting company called Go Figure Land and Legacy. This is
2: your number one podcast resource for all things land. Each week we're breaking down topics from land management, habitat management, conservation, farming practices, and real estate. We hope you guys enjoy it.
1: Alright guys, uh, we have special guest and very interesting story, very interesting concept that we're super excited to try out and discuss more and we couldn't be happier to have Mr. Greg Godfrey on the podcast with us today. Greg, how you doing?
3: Uh, I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's always an awesome time to get to come on a podcast and talk about deer hunting there's not really a better way to spend a day in my opinion
2: i mean if (laughs) if you have to be in an office you might as well just be talking about deer hunting right (laughs) exactly (laughs) we are actually uh driving down the road and and we're like yeah this would be a good good way to pass the time and cover some miles and go ahead and talk about deer hunting too so it works out perfect for us but greg you were with tethered and my gosh, you guys are getting some buzz and attraction right now from a lot of people in a lot of different areas because of the saddle hunting craze. Talk to us about Tethered and saddle hunting.
3: So we, we launched Tethered uh, um, in 2018 in June. So it's a, it's a brand new company. Um, but the cool thing about it is it's really a community-driven company. And I think that's why there's been such uh kind of a buzz about it because it's really driven by the community The the company was founded from a group of guys from the saddlehunter.com forum and we literally met each other on the forums and for years we talked back and forth uh creating new products like diy products not anything we were selling but just coming up with new ways to be more efficient lighter less bulky in the woods through the the saddle hunting tactic and that went on for years and finally uh a few of us nailed it down and were really frustrated with the lack of commercially available equipment what we were doing at that time was buying stuff on craigslist and ebay and on on classified forums like tree stands and then hacking them up we were sewing our own gear We were making our own DIY platforms to use with our saddles, and we got sick of having to do that. We were like, man, if we just put our heads together and threw some resources at this, we could probably make the perfect saddle hunting equipment. And if we sold a few of them, we might even be able to get our stuff for free. And then we could go (laughs) on an elk hunt. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to sell enough saddle equipment so we could pay for an elk hunt. And that's how it started. It was a bunch of DIY dudes that met on a forum and decided to make the ultimate saddle hunting gear. And that was just a little over a year ago when we launched. And it's been kind of a roller coaster ever since.
1: Awesome. So – a lot of our audience and a lot of the, the the craze I see with saddle hunting is revolving around public land hunting and Matt and I, we hunt, fortunately, I'm mean, something that w- kind of a part of our business is manage private farms, improve habitat and then hunt those farms and so a lot of our audience are, are private land hunters. And so they may never have heard of what saddle hunting is. When you think of saddle, you think of something you're riding on a horse. <laughs> yeah. So kind of explain the 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 technique of what all is involved with saddle hunting, please.
3: At the end of the day, it's basically a comfortable safety harness, a uh, safety harness with a built-in seat. If you're familiar with the old man climbing tree stand with that net seat that's real super comfortable, the mesh seat, if you... If a if an old man climbing tree stand seat and a safety harness or a rock climbing harness had a baby, they would have had the Mantis saddle. <laughs> the, the saddle is basically your tree stand and your safety harness in one. You you hang from the tree from a from a six thousand pound climbing rated rope, just like you would a uh, or just like you would have in your tree stand safety harness. It's the same same type of idea, but instead of sitting on a metal seat on a metal big metal platform you hang from the tree in this lone uh, old man climbing uh climbing harness hybrid uh and that's what we call the mantis saddle that is, it's not a new concept it's been around for years since the 80s um but it's only taken taken off kind of recently because of really because of the efforts that we put into kind of teaching people about saddle hunting and at at the end of the day it's a it's a safety harness that you hunt from it's super light it only weighs about a pound so you can cut a lot of the weight and the bulk out of your system and uh that's that's it in its most basic form is you face the tree and you hunt out of a harness as opposed to sitting on a metal tree stand
1: there you have it perfect summary and i think uh yeah that was perfect it's almost like he's had to say that a, a, a time or two. A time or two, yeah. Um, for for me, I guess, and a lot of the guys, I've always, because I, I had friends telling me about this a few years ago, and they always were saying, you need to check out saddle hunting, and I just, there was two main things. how was that comfortable, and how in the world do you shoot, a, shoot your bow from that? Um, and, I, and so could you touch on the difference between shooting and shooting opportunities from a tree stand versus a saddle.
3: Yep. It's actually two of the probably the top four questions that we get. How how is that comfortable? How do you shoot from it? What do you do with your feet and is that safe? That's probably the four questions that I get asked most frequently. And and first of all the the comfort one. It is absolutely 100% unequivocally an incredibly comfortable way to hunt once you get used to it and that's an important it's an important thing to to note is that once you get used to it i call it getting in saddle shape it's just different when you hang from the tree, supported by a rope and a harness Mm -hmm. as opposed to sitting on a metal seat like most hunters are used to so it's different it takes a little bit of adjustment but once you get the hang of it and once you figure out your system it is 100% all day comfortable. There are thousands of saddle hunters that hunt daylight to dark every single year, and they are completely and totally comfortable. I understand where the where the question comes from, because when you look at it in a tree and you see a guy hanging there with it looks like almost nothing supporting him, it kind of makes sense that you would ask that question. Oh, that can't be comfortable. But really, it's just about keeping an open mind and maybe getting out of your comfort zone just a little bit and trying new things. And if you're willing to do that and if you're willing to put, you know, 15 minutes in the backyard, learning the system, you'll quickly figure out how to get really, really comfortable. And you you can, you can do it. You can do it uh, with, like I said, just a few minutes in the backyard. You can figure out the pros and cons of the system. You can figure out how to make it work for you, and you can get incredibly comfortable. Now, it wouldn't matter if it was the most comfortable stand or harness or whatever you want to call it, elevated hunting tool in the world if you couldn't shoot from it, but you can. You can actually shoot 360 degrees all the way around the tree. In a traditional tree stand, when you put your your – back to the tree let's say you're facing 12 o'clock and the tree is at six o'clock so you're facing away from the tree you cannot shoot to that six o'clock position unless it's a really tiny tree you can't you just the physics just don't work you can't lean out far enough and get all the way behind you in you know most hunting scenarios well you don't lose that shot in the, the saddle setup. You can shoot 360 degrees all the way around the tree because you're able to move. Um, you have to move slowly. You have to move deliberately just like you would in any bow hunting scenario. You don't go out and make big fast movements when the deer is staring at you. You have to do it with a little bit of strategy. You use your brain just a little bit to move when the deer's head is behind a tree or he's not looking or he's focused on something else. But If you take your time and you move slowly and you pay attention to the the deer you can absolutely shoot 360 degrees around the tree and that's a huge huge benefit i know i have lost shots in a tree stand before because the deer came behind me and i couldn't make that shot so um you know it's a big advantage being able to shoot all the way around the tree and not have any dead spots
2: absolutely i I was gonna say this this is our first time ever trying and getting into a saddle we've had it maybe a week, two weeks now, Yeah, that whole idea of what you referred to as saddle shape, no joke, it was probably for me and for you five to ten minutes in the saddle, and it was like light bulb, yeah, this works, it's comfortable, I can totally see this being the tool that everyone talks about it being. And I was like, man, I just i feel more comfortable. Of course, I started right there, put the platform on, a foot off the ground and, and started there but I didn't lose any sense of you know being comfortable when I got up there at 18 foot and it was like I really am enjoying this and it was just kind of quick quick to be comfortable in that setup much much faster than I thought for personally. sure
1: uh, well one thing that he touched on that I want I would like to comment on as well is. Um, I get asked Matt and I get asked a question all the time from, from guys. Hey, what's the best to this? What best of this product? Whatever. And with tree stands, we always say, you know, it, the game has always been get as many as you can. And there's a difference between immediately within the first two minutes of finding how to move in a saddle and going back to how you move in a tree stand. In a tree stand, you move your feet around, you twist your feet around, and if you're in a lower-quality tree stand, you get squeaks, you get cracks, you get noises. Yeah. But it's more of a weight. What I noticed was it was more of a weight shift in the saddle and yes. and using that bridge to go through your carabiner to where yes. you're spinning around a tree much quieter than you would from shuffling your feet in a
2: tree stand. I, I, I definitely agree on that. I think that's why, and we might be jumping ahead with it, but, you know, you talked about the ability to have as many stands as you want out there because regardless of public land, private land, it doesn't matter. if, If you're a bow hunter, you have to be on the X. To be able to be successful, you have to be where you need to be. And I think that this is why the saddle itself is so applicable to private land, even though we haven't heard that much about it, Greg, you've hunted both private and public land before. How comment on that, and, and your how you, you see it fit in in both situations?
3: So it's a big deal on private land and public land. You just you you said that I hunt public and private, and and I do. I'm in a lease uh, here in Georgia, and the the way I hunt private land and public land. It's pretty different. So if I'm going in public land, most spots, uh, most of the time when I'm hunting public land, there are places where I'm I'm either – not allowed to leave my gear in a tree during the season or where it would be stupid to do it because it's going to get stolen mm-hmm. or because it would be stupid to do it because some, some other Bubba is going to come through there, see my spot and either hunt it or set up his stand right beside mine. And so I've given the spot away. So there's generally, I don't like leaving anything in the tree when I'm hunting public land and the saddle is a huge benefit there because instead of carrying a 15 pound lock on tree stand, now I'm carrying a 15 ounce saddle and mm-hmm. it's, I have basically saved myself 14 pounds. Um, so it's a huge weight savings in, in bulk and weight. Now I'll flip over to the private land side it's even easier because now all I have to do is find every single possible tree where I might want to hunt during the season. And instead of having to put a tree stand in every one of those trees, now all I have to do is put a climbing method into that tree. So I can go to Walmart and buy a $50 stick ladder, or I can go buy some screw-in steps or whatever the most economical climbing method is for that particular tree. And I can prep that tree uh, there's nothing in the tree to really get stolen except an inexpensive stick ladder nobody can hunt the tree now even if i have poachers or somebody coming in or even in a lease situation where maybe they're not poachers but it's just some other dude in the lease now he can't come in and help hunt my stand because there's nothing at the top of the ladder sure you climb up to the ladder there's nothing there and it's it's more economical in the long run because instead of having to buy three, four, five, twenty tree stands to cover my property, I have one saddle on my on my waist that I wear in and out every single hunt, and I can just bounce around to all those different trees that I've prepped. So it's a really efficient way to hunt private land. And if you think about it, in a long term scenario over many many years, where most guys that hunt private land, you know, you find you find a new tree. This year you find a couple trees while you're hunting, and in this season, and, and you want to go and you set them up for a tree next year. So you go and you buy a couple more stands. Okay, new new season, time to buy two more stands, two three more stands every year. After a while, you've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on tree stands when you could have spent two hundred bucks on a saddle and never had to buy another tree stand in your life.
2: That's extremely true, and you know one of those things that you see a lot on the whole private ground aspect is you know. From a, just a maintenance standpoint and safety issues, a lot of people, um, they'll go in and they'll either take the stands down during the off season because they don't want straps cutting into the trees and so on and so forth, or, or before the season starts, they're going into every single set, making sure everything is good and safe, which is great and fantastic and you should be doing that, but if you don't have a stand up there, that's, that's that much more time that you can be either devoting to property management everything else that you just you go to that tree you get up it and you hunt it from a saddle and you don't have to worry about it, it saves time and money and we're all about saving time and money
3: yeah me too and i don't want to come off or make it seem like i think tree stands are bad or that i'm saying you know you should never hunt from a tree stand again i do not i, I don't feel that way and i don't want to portray that sure at all all i want to be clear about is that the saddle hunting tactic is is very very beneficial in many ways and if people are willing to keep an open mind and try something new maybe maybe not be stuck in their ways then what they'll find is that it's a really really efficient system and you can make it work for you and it can be in many ways a lot more than a traditional tree stand
1: I think uh, th- that's exactly the way that we're kind of looking at it is we've already got a lot of tree stands out.
2: we got a lot of permanent locations. And, and there the saddles
1: are a, are, are a tool in our tool bag. And for some guys, it may be a crescent ranch or some other guys, it may be the, the hammer that you pull out every single day. But it's a tool <coughs> in your tool bag. And for us... We've got tree stands in situations where we know that spot's good every single year. Or a blind situation. Or a blind. And, but every single year you come across the time when, man, the deer seem to really be going over to that side of the farm or they're going over to eat from that grove of persimmons or the deer patterns change. Or if you're on a lease and you have cows and the cows move around the property and you need to move around the cows or a crop rotation. There's always a yeah, time harvesting. when you need to get to a spot, and rather than yanking tree stands down and and hauling all that over there to hang it, this is a this is the option that Matt and I are very very excited about.
2: Yeah, it, yes. are, are we going to hunt out of a saddle every single time we're in, in a hunting situation this year? No, we certainly certainly won't. There's a lot of stands. Honestly, this year we talked about it, Adam, last week. Was like, man, we're really set up really well for this year. However. From a tree stand location standpoint, however, we know there's always those instances where you just need to be where you need to be, and this system is going to allow us to get there and do it quickly, efficiently, and not have to go in and hang and spend that time, stink up an area, or whatever. Um, and you, you know, I, I go back to like the ag ground situation. You know, a lot of time farmers are talking to Our good friend Richard Lee actually yesterday, and he was talking about how like the crop rotation of like the corn, soybeans, like these fields, the, the deer patterns, they change every single year because of it. And it's like every year preseason, he's up there trying to figure out where to put these new stands because the crops are different in in these fields. Whereas the whole saddle situation, it's, it's not the, again, the time and energy and resources going in constantly changing the setups and moving stands it's i don't have to do that because i'm pretty much my own mobile unit in this saddle
3: yeah i love the analogy that you use or the metaphor of the crescent wrench and the hammer uh that's exactly right i like to use i I like to tell people you know a, a, a golfer carries more than one club He doesn't hit every shot with a driver, so you can use the saddle, put it in your golf bag. And when it makes sense, use it. And when it doesn't you use a different club, that's, that's the way I like to tell people. Now, a lot of people, once they, once they start getting used to the saddle, they've, they start to realize all the benefits and it quickly becomes their club of choice in the long run and that's kind of how it is for me i've gotten to the point where i'm so comfortable in it and i'm so uh, so used to using it in the tree and i'm so efficient with setting it up that that's that's all i use anymore but you don't have to be like me you can there are some trees obviously um that work better for tree stands. There are some trees that work better for a ladder stand. There are some trees that are some hunting scenarios that work best with a ground blind, like you guys talked about. So you don't have to get stuck in any particular style of hunting and that be your only method of hunting if you want to be a well-rounded hunter Um, it's just important that you think these things through and kind of like you guys are doing analyzing each property and each hunt in a way that where you want to use the most effective tool for that hunt
2: that's right i think that's a really good point about basically saying just because you you have a saddle or will use a saddle doesn't mean you just have to be full-on a saddle hunter like this again is like we've been saying as a tool you don't have to put ourselves in this category and just stick to that category and if you don't do it that way it's not right no it's just it's just another way that we can enjoy our time in the woods and be as efficient as possible because not every situation is the exact same
1: my i guess Greg, let's, let's talk a little bit about tree selection mm-hmm. um, because I can already see some huge benefits to the saddle and how I can use it in, a, in situations that a tree stand is not an option. With a tree yep. stand, you talk a little bit about bigger trees and you try not to go in smaller trees. What size, or I guess the better question is what tree is not an option for a saddle?
3: Well, there's very few that trees that just won't work. Um, uh, uh, Off the top of my head, a cedar tree or an evergreen tree that is, you know, like a uh, 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 um, heavy limbed, yeah, like a really really heavy limbed tree, like a cedar tree, uh, wouldn't wouldn't work really that great for. We cut those uh, down anyhow. <laughs> yeah,
1: if, if anybody's listened to our podcast. By now, they know every other week we rip on the, the low-quality benefit of eastern red cedar, So those are all cut off. So we've eliminated eastern red cedars.
3: We can hunt any tree then. We're good. <laughs> then then you're, you're pretty much good then. There's yeah. really nothing that, that. If the tree can hold your weight, you can hunt it in a saddle. There was a guy a couple of years ago that posted a picture on the Saddle Hunter Forum where he needed to be in this one particular little slough that cut out into this field. And he actually grabbed three or four saplings and tied them together and then put his tether right there. And he hung in between those four saplings. Uh, (laughs) That that joker was in a shrub. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're only limited by your imagination. Let's just put it that way. Um, there are obviously trees that work better for a saddle than others, just like for a a ladder stand. Some trees wouldn't work great for a ladder stand, right? So there's, there's always pros and cons of every setup. The perfect tree for me, if I'm looking for just that perfect, perfect tree, assuming that it's in the right spot where that, that booner is going to walk by, we'll assume that it's the, in the right spot. And then the perfect tree that I'm looking at is going to have multiple forks or multiple uh, big, large branches up in that I can kind of nestle myself behind. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that tree in between me and where I think I'm going to get the shot, where I think the deer is coming from. So if there's a cornfield to the north and I'm hunting on the south side of the, of, of the, of the field i'm going to set up on the south side of that tree so when the deer filter out into the cornfield to the north i can hide behind the tree that's another major benefit of the saddles being able to use the tree as your camouflage so any tree that provides that kind of cover is going to work really well you really want to set up in a tree that has an excessive lean more than about a 10 to 15 degree lean because it's going to be uncomfortable of course that would go for a traditional hang on tree stand too It wouldn't really work if the tree was really leaning Um, and then if a tree has a lot of limbs around it it's just going to eliminate your shot opportunities you can hunt in a tree like that you may just have to do some more trimming than maybe you'd like to give yourself plenty of shot opportunities but for the most part any tree that'll work for a mm. for a tree stand, it'll work for a saddle. And I think, honestly, it even opens up a, a few trees uh, that wouldn't traditionally work for a tree stand that would work for a saddle because you can you can position yourself a little bit more easily in a in a saddle than you can in a in a heavier metal tree stand.
1: That's a that's a very great point, and exactly what I was hoping you would say because I'm looking at how many times Matt do we go man this is the spot but there is not a tree for a lock-on more times than i'd like to say uh and i think man that uh, we point at that tree and say if it wasn't for all those knots or um
2: limbs that slight lean back that that tree right there would work well
1: now i think we've found the option where we can get in a tree that we need to be in and and that's what's also very exciting about the saddles
2: and that's the thing you know with even within that saddle unit you know, if let's say in comparison you put a tree up at the right spot, you've got to, tr- to trim a lot of limbs. And, and let's say you go and you, you move to this saddle option, um, there might still be some minor trimming that you need to do. But what we found just being in the, in the saddle situation for 10, 15 minutes is if you need to stand up or crouch down a little bit, give yourself a little bit more distance off the tree, you can find a window and and the flexibility to to basically create a shot opportunity um, in a less trimmed out tree than you would in a tree stand. Like your tree stand, it's either you're in a sitting position or you're standing outright position. But in a saddle, your legs aren't taking and holding yourself up. You're putting a lot of weight there into the actual bridge and tether. And so you can like stand up kind of, three quarter way, crouch down if you need to, but there's a big window in which you can find a shot. And so that I think is the another advantage to just going and getting set up and knowing, hey, I, I can move around this tree, be stealthy, and find that shot opportunity and that'd be the first time in the tree.
3: And yeah. many is I mean your hip, your hips are supported with a you know, the trunk, your trunk, your 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 center of mass, your hips are now supported by a 6,000-pound rated climbing rope and a and a safety harness or a saddle that is rated at, like, I don't even remember the rating. It's it's something stupid. It's strong enough to hold a Jeep. So it's like your trunk now is supported by this super heavy-duty gear. So it once you get confidence in it, you figure out that, man, I could put one foot on the tree or a knee against the tree and kind of push out and away and lean out and do some acrobatics to make a shot that... You know, obviously it's not, you don't want to do that, but if a booner walked by and he only gave you this little tiny window and you had to do something creative to make a shot, well, with a saddle, you can probably do that. With a tree stand, you might be a little bit more limited.
1: All right, so let's talk a little bit about comfort. For me, we spend a lot of hours in a tree stand. A lot of times the seat is no longer uh, a nice cushioned seat. Squirrels have chewed that off. We're sitting in... on on bare metal for hours on end, especially during the rut, which creates lower back pain for me. And almost, uh, you know, Matt and I both deal with uh, Raynaud's disease, basically lack of blood flow to our extremities. And so being in that position causes my feet to go to sleep after a while.
2: Because your body, like, the whole flow is a little interrupted from yes. a sitting position like that in cold, cold temperatures.
1: Especially if there's no foot rest and a lot of our tree stands don't have a foot rest. So what about guys who are dealing with the pain of sitting in a tree stand? How Speak on the comfort and, and uh, long-term comfort of saddles, please.
3: Well, to me, that's one of the benefits of, of a saddle. I have never found... A small, lightweight lock-on tree stand that is comfortable for more than about thirty minutes. I mean, the seats are small, the platforms are small, it, in order to save weight, right? So you can't have a giant hunk of metal and it be uh, anything that is low bulk and low weight. So a light, a small, lightweight, inexpensive hang-on tree stand. Generally, they're pretty small, and there's just there's never been one that's very comfortable for any length of period. Uh, now, once you start getting into the products like an old man climbing tree stand or a summit or an api and you got these basically lounge chairs up in the tree now they're super crazy mega comfortable but the sacrifice with that is is weight and bulk and then you're limited to only certain limbless straight telephone style limbless trees so to get comfortable in a traditional tree stand, yeah, uh, some guys some guys struggle with it, and I think that's a that's a common thread. Most most people that I talk to that hunt all day in the rut and like how I used to do it is, I would be sitting for thirty minutes, and then if my butt got cold or hot or whatever, I'd stand up and I'd stand there in the tree stand for an hour or thirty minutes, and then once my my legs got sore, I'd sit down, and then you know you're, you're kind of you're slouching in the, in, the, in the tree stand to get comfortable and then you're putting your back straight because it starts to get uncomfortable. So you're moving around in a traditional tree stand to get comfortable. You do the same thing in a saddle. You can sit with your knees in a uh, you know, against the tree, bracing against the tree, I'll sit like that for 30 minutes. And then that'll get on, you know, my knees will start to get a little tender. So I'll go into what we call the leaning position where basically, you know, imagine yourself just leaning back against a, a, a kitchen counter or something with your butt against the counter and your arms crossed over your chest in front of you. So I'll sit like that, or I'll stand like that for 30 minutes. And then my legs get tired, I'll sit side saddle and, and I'll put, you know, I'll straddle the tree if it's not too big and I'll, i'll sit like that for 30 minutes so i'm constantly making adjustments throughout the hunt to remain comfortable probably you know in an all-day hunt i'll move 20 times in a saddle um just to just to keep that comfort level high uh you you do the same the, the reason i talked about the tree stand at the at the beginning was just you i want people to recognize that You're doing the same thing in a traditional tree stand. You're not adding a bunch of movement when you go to the saddle. It's basically the same thing. You just kind of make small, slow, methodical movements over the course of the hunt, and you can remain incredibly comfortable. There's a few products that are out there for the saddle hunter uh, specifically that really add to the comfort. Uh, The first one – tethered we sell a product called the recliner but you don't have to buy one from us we actually just released a video um about how to uh, we start uh, released a series about some diy ways of making these products so you can buy one from us if you're not handy or you don't want to you don't want to mess with a diy project but you can make these back supports we call it the recliner it's essentially just a strap goes around your back and connects into your 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 harness system so it supports your back that's a game changer for comfort for long-term sits we also make a product called the sbw heater uh, which is a fleece insulator for the bottom of your of your saddle our saddle is mesh to save weight and in the winter when it's really cold when you have those conductive air currents that can if it's a windy day your butt can get cold so we we made an insulator for that to keep you warm and comfortable there but most guys they once they get into what I call saddle shape and they're used to the saddle system, they really don't struggle with comfort. Uh, one of our guys that has helped us in the prototyping stages on our pro staff, his name is Andy May. He's a killer from Michigan and he struggles with uh, he has a, I believe he has his L4 and L5 vertebrae fused um, and he has uh, really bad sciatica in his mm. hips. And he got to where he couldn't sit in a traditional tree stand for very long. He was having to stand up. He could only sit for about 15 or 20 minutes before he was having to stand up to relieve the pressure. Well, he's now gone to a saddle, and it's basically solved his comfort issues. He can sit all day long, and and just by making those movements that I talked about a moment ago, you know, adjusting your setup just a little bit over the course of an all-day hunt, uh, small, slow movements, you can maintain comfort throughout the entire hunt. So. In your scenario where you have trouble maintaining that position, the seated position, because you start to lose blood flow down to your extremities, you could solve that really easily in a saddle because going from the sitting position with your knees against the tree to the leaning position to open up that angle down to your legs and allow more blood flow is virtually no movement. All you really do is straighten your knees and is virtually no movement. You could go back and forth between those two positions every 10 minutes and it wouldn't it wouldn't bother you at all
2: yeah no doubt i mean it's it just feels so comfortable when you're up there one one of the things that i don't, I don't know if i just haven't seen it or, or we certainly haven't talked about on the podcast but is the ability to you know this, this seems to be a very mobile bow hunting setup but when i got in the saddle it was another kind of light bulb like my gosh as a firearm hunter mm-hmm and a guy with a rifle or muzzle loader, if you are positioning yourself correctly in the tree, we talked about being able to get around the tree 360, but then kind of having that tree itself in between you and where you anticipate the game to be coming from, now if you put yourself in the right position against the tree, you have that tree to rest your rifle on and have another point of contact to really make a steady shot In comparison to a tree stand, you know, a lot of people are carrying up shooting sticks and things like that because they're sitting with their back against the tree and nothing out in the open. Um, There's no, like, you know, rest or things like that in a lot of tree stand setups to steady a rifle on or a firearm. But in a saddle, if you choose to rifle hunt, you've got that extra point of contact with the tree. And it's like, wow, I really would like to try this during firearm season or late muzzleloader season on a field edge it just makes a lot of sense.
3: You're you're 100% right. I was actually a, a bow hunter uh, or an exclusive bow hunter for a long time. I didn't pick up a rifle for many, many years. Last year, I actually picked the rifle back up and I shot two bucks out of my saddle last year, and I did exactly what you were talking about. I brace. I'm a right-handed shooter, so my gun hangs on the left side of the tree when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm set up, so I can grab it easily, and and I'm ready to go. Uh, and I did exactly that. I grabbed my rifle, put my put the stock against the, the tree, put the other end put the butt in my shoulder, and then kind of swung around until it was the right angle and. Uh, made a shot with uh two different bucks this year. Oh, or last year.
2: Perfect. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. And that's the thing if it's on out there, you know, 100 plus yards and you're trying to shoot offhand, that that's where we're going to run into issues even if you're you're uh a good yeah shot. let's go I mean, back to that
3: scenario with the cornfield where you know the cornfield is to the north and i'm setting up on the south side of the cornfield and now i'm on the south side of the tree and i've got that tree in between me and the cornfield man i just sit the gun on the side of that on the side of that uh tree and now i can shoot that whole cornfield to the north with uh, basically a brace because i'm using the tree as a brace it, i mean it it absolutely works and it it is a benefit. Now there's going to be some cons to gun hunting as well i mean if you've got to shoot behind you well now you got to spin away from the tree and you're free handing while you're spun away from the tree so that could be a con because Mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit less stable uh however in a tree stand you can't make that shot directly behind you so you know pros and cons it's not going to be a super steady shot i wouldn't want to shoot more than, you know, 50 or 60 yards just because I don't feel like I would be that stable, but at least you can make the shot.
2: Sure. No doubt. No doubt.
1: Let's let's circle back and talk a little bit about one of the main points and and the fact that this isn't something that um is meant to replace. Meant to replace all tree stands, all blinds and we're strictly saddle hunting, but it's a it's a tool that we're going to utilize. I want to share, you know, we talk about trying to have an open mind. Like I kind of had that mindset that man, I hanging a tree stand, I've gotten really good over the years from past work and, and current, you know, managing farms of really good at hanging tree stands and I felt like that was the that was the ideal situation. Well, it could be in a certain situation. But when it comes to m- moving stands or moving around and and chasing chasing patterns throughout the year, this, this has got a great chance at being the ideal situation. Having an open mind is the key to understanding the importance or how to utilize this situation. I used to hate, notoriously hate ladder stands, hated them. But I can go back two years or, yeah, two years to a situation when we used a ladder stand to get into a tree that was yep. only going to work out of a ladder stand yep and we leaned a, a big ladder stand into a huge cottonwood and matt killed a great buck in kansas kind of opened my eyes going man i shouldn't be so harsh on ladder stands because they have a place well, th- and there's, the there's, saddle yeah. definitely has a place there's, greg do you want to speak on that again
3: yeah I, it's you're 100 percent right you know it, the mm-hmm. the analogy or the metaphor of the the construction dude that doesn't just carry a hammer the golfer that carries more than one club you're 100 percent right in some scenarios it makes sense to use a ground blind in some scenarios it makes zero sense to use a ground blind so you got to have the right tool for the job and you nailed it at the beginning when you said you have to keep an open mind because if you're stuck in your ways and you're not willing to try new things you're just never going to be as as good of a hunter as you could be. There's always somebody that can do it better, that's faster, better, smarter, stronger. And if you're not consistently looking for for those new tools and those new tactics and new techniques that can keep you fresher and more engaged in hunting, uh, well, then you're just not being as good as you can be. And to circle back to the very first point you made about hanging tree stands, I don't know anybody that is sane that enjoys hanging tree stands now (laughs) going in and finding new spots and and figuring out the spot to put the tree stand and oh man if it was in this tree then i could shoot this this trail or this uh scrape or this rub or this field that part is super fun like figuring out but the mechanics of climbing the tree hanging on with one hand while you lift that stupid thing up there and try to strap (laughs) it to the tree and get the ratchet straps to work or the chains to work or whatever it is you're using to attach it it sucks it really really sucks and uh now you don't have to do that anymore
1: yeah i I was gonna say ask every man who stood at the base of the tree when they've sent a tree stand up to me to hang and they didn't have the ratchets prepped right or they had everything tangled to see just how happy i was (laughs) 22 foot up a tree going why didn't you get this ready for me (laughs) it's
3: yeah one and god forbid it's a wonky tree with some knots or some limbs and you have to contort yourself in there to get it hung and now you're dealing with this 15 pound hunk of metal that's It's unwieldy and it, you know, the platform falls down at all the wrong times and jerks it in your hand and the hook you can never, it just, it sucks. There's just no two ways about it. Actually hanging a tree stand sucks and I hate doing it.
2: Yes.
1: You said something earlier, made me think of the phrase. If you're, when when we were talking about light tree stands and the mobile side of that and trying to go with lighter portable tree stands you eliminate or you're you're losing comfort because you're trying to go light. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So are you alluding to the fact that this is an opportunity where we could probably have our cake and eat it too? Maybe it's a cupcake, but I'd like it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can if you're willing to put in the work, right? So like you said, everything in life in hunting has trade-offs. You can it, you you can't usually get it all. Now, with the saddle system, the cons are it takes some work to get used to it. I, I also like to use the analogy when I'm explaining it to people of uh, a, if a caveman walked in the woods and he saw a tree stand with a ladder, a traditional tree stand, he could kind of put that together, right? He could say, oh, I can kind of climb that thing, those weird-looking metal looking limbs i can climb that and i can sit on that thing up there and i could ambush game and it would give me a better vantage point for to be a more efficient hunter a caveman would kind of get it but if he walked into the woods and saw a saddle system he would have no clue so there's one of the cons is that there's there's a lot more of a learning curve to a saddle system than than a traditional tree stand you can't walk in any hunting supply store or sporting goods store in the world and buy a saddle system like you can with a tree stand you can't go down to your buddy's house and and borrow a, a, a saddle system like you could a tree stand so there's definitely some cons I, and i don't want to make it sound like you know a saddle solves every single problem in the world because it doesn't there are still cons there's a learning curve you have to get used to it you have to get your body in saddle shape um so i don't want to come across as as just saying, oh yeah, buy a saddle and you'll never have to worry about anything again because it's simply not true. But it does offer a lot of advantages that the traditional tree stand just, it just flat out doesn't. And there's just, that's just a fact. You, you can't argue with the fact that you can shoot 360 degrees around the tree or that you can use the tree for camouflage more effectively, or that you're going to cut out 90% of your weight and bulk. There's Those are just... They just are. You can't argue with those. But again, there are some things that suck about saddle hunting too. And so, I just want to be clear that uh, that those things do suck and that they do exist.
2: Sure, sure.
1: So no, it's very with, fair. with your traditional tree stand, so the audience kind of can paint we'll paint the picture for them. You have your your ladder, or your sticks, or your screw and steps going up to a portable hang on tree stand and then you wear a safety harness while in the tree for safety with the saddle you use sticks or you can however whatever it is the arrangement you have to climb the tree and then once you get up there you can have either some guys are using screw in steps or other forms of steps to stand on or small platform platforms like your predator platform um, and then your harness is actually the saddle the seat that you're in So. When you look at the weight difference, there's a there's a big difference between the amount of weight in the two.
3: Yeah, there's a huge weight weight advantage. It's hard to compare whole setups to whole setups because so many guys use so many different ways to climb the tree. So if you just want to compare apples to apples, let's just assume that we've we're using the same climbing method, whether it be screw in, screw in pegs or or lone wolf sticks or you know a twenty dollar fifty dollar walmart ladder let's just assume we're using the same thing and to look at look at apples and apples when you're talking about weight and bulk so you've got to consider your tree stand which you know a a fairly lightweight not crazy ultra lightweight but you know probably an average lightweight stand is going to be in that 12 to 15 pound range and then you're going to have a, a harness and some strapping that's going to you know another two to five pounds something like that depending on how much money you want to spend so you're looking in the realm of 15 to 20 pounds when you compare that to a saddle setup you're looking at a saddle that weighs about a pound you no longer need a safety harness because your saddle is your safety harness and then you're looking at just a couple of ropes and something to put your feet on so you can go from 20 pounds down to five or six pounds pretty easily
2: Mm, mm. and and it's used
1: across the whole farm yeah and you can right. use you can wear your binoculars and your grunt call i always joke by the time you put your safety harness on your bu- your binoculars on your grunt call on or range you flip your rangefinder on somewhere it's like am i trying to make some weird form of a noose in case something happens because there's <laughs> so
3: much around my neck
2: right now yeah yeah it's bulky it gets in the way
3: yeah well and and it's also important to note about the safety features that's something that we kind of passed over but you know in a traditional tree stand hopefully you're wearing your safety harness but let's be honest most guys don't do it i mean how many guys have showed up to to the hunt it's four o'clock in the morning you got a little bit of walk to your tree stand you get halfway there and you realize you left it back in the truck and most guys are gonna say, "Uh, I'll be fine, just this once, you know. I'm not gonna walk all the way back. I'm too late, you know. That buck will beat me back there if I don't get in now," and they leave it back in the truck. You can't do that with a saddle setup cuz if you leave your saddle you're hunting on the ground cuz yeah. you can't get up in the tree without it. So it's it's incredibly safe. You're you're tied to the tree the entire time. So you really reduce the uh, the opportunity for a fall. Uh, and another thing I always like to say when it's when you're talking about the differences between a safety harness and a saddle setup they're designed to function differently a safety harness in a tree stand is designed to catch your fall a saddle is designed to prevent your fall it's it's a subtle difference but it's major at the same time you've fallen in a tree stand now hopefully you set up your your safety harness correctly and it's caught your fall uh well there's lots and lots and lots of instances of of trauma induced by that fall in the tree stand world there's lots of instances of guys not being able to self-recover now they've fallen off their tree stand and they're trying to swing themselves over to their climbing method or do a pull up and climb back up on the tree stand and they haven't been able to do it and they've suffered uh um, hanging trauma that's the thing well in the saddle hunting world you never get in that situation because when you apply your tether and your saddle properly you can't fall the worst thing that could happen is your feet could slip and you could swing into the tree and you know bump your nose or bump your i've I've done that before i've i've slipped and bumped my nose and got a little scratch on my nose but that's about as bad as it can get because you can't fall when you set it up properly
2: Mm. And, and, and truthfully that that goes back to that whole like we talk about being comfortable but just having comfort in the system and knowing that really i can twist and turn and i'm like that saddle wraps around your hips and you just feel very secure in it right off the bat
1: yep i agree awesome how do they find you guys what's the website
3: well, we are, we're on all social media. We're on Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, and we're Tethered Nation on pretty much every platform. Our website is tetherednation.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about saddle hunting, what I recommend is you go onto YouTube and you look up my channel, which is called G2 Outdoors, where you look up a bunch of other guys. The uh, DIY Sportsman, uh, he's, he's there on Sportsman's Nation's Uh, the diy sportsman garrett prawl he's got a lot of good saddle hunting content the hunting public have started to put out a lot of saddle hunting content so that would be my advice to anyone that wants to learn more and maybe see it in action is to jump onto youtube and just search g2 outdoors or search saddle hunting and you'll find a lot of saddle hunting content and you'll start to understand what we're talking about with you know, how your hips are supported and what you do with your feet and how you get comfortable and answers to all those kind of common questions there. YouTube is a major, major resource.
2: No doubt. There you have it. Well, Greg, appreciate your time and your knowledge of this and how you've been able to use it, um, successfully throughout your kind of hunting career here. And I appreciate you sharing all that insight with us today.
3: Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk deer hunting. You know, anytime I can break away from the computer and get out of the office for a minute to talk deer hunting, I'm all about it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Yep. Yeah.